What's up, guys? It's Cody here. And before we kick off the show, I want to talk real quick about our sponsor, Trojan Brand Condoms, the number one most trusted condom brand. Can you believe this is true? 70% of men don't even know that different condom shapes exist. So it makes sense that those same guys have issues with condoms because the wrong fit can make them super uncomfortable. You ever try to put the wrong cap on a pen? It doesn't work. Or you end up with ink everywhere. That's where Trojan saves the day with over 30 different varieties of condoms to choose from, offering the right fit for the right guy. Trojan also has a whole range of pleasure-enhancing products like lubes and vibes, that's what they call vibrators, I just learned that, that'll unleash your sexual confidence. But we can get to those later. In the meantime, pick up a box of Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and of course, enjoy the show. You don't have to have a condom on now to listen to the show, by the way, just, you know, if you have sex. Hey, what's up? I'm Cody Ko, and welcome to The Pleasure is Ours, the podcast in which we examine some of the worst advice people hear their whole lives and try to make it better. I guarantee you all of these pieces of advice have been marketed to you over and over again as good, but you have been lied to, my friend, and it is my job to explain how and why. Hey, man, you having trouble with life? Well, let me give you some advice. Nice guys finish last. I'm sure you've heard that one before. But is there any truth to this expression? Or are we at a point now as a society where the world has been such a hailstorm of shit that a little kindness from a potential partner actually won't be a huge turnoff? Let's discuss. The problem with the phrase nice guys finish last is that there's just way too many definitions of nice guy. First, there's dudes that are just nice. We'll call them the bland nice guy. Then there's the dudes that are too nice. Nowadays, we like to call these dudes simps, right? They're the type to pay for a cute Twitch girl's LASIK procedure, even though they've only just exchanged emojis with them on Discord. Then there's the Reddit nice guy. If you're a woman and you're listening to this right now, then just go to the r slash nice guys subreddit. I swear it'll make you want to delete your dating apps permanently. So yes, I agree that all these dudes do indeed finish last. But perhaps there's a fourth type, a group of nice guys I consider myself to be a part of. You may be thinking, Cody, you're not that nice. And to that I say, go fuck yourself. I am nice. And now you're thinking, but wait, you totally just contradicted yourself. And to that I would say, yes, I know I did. Because I'm I'm also a bad boy. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Being a nice bad boy. Here to help me dissect this theme from top to bottom today is hilarious writer, stand-up comedian, and the host of the podcast, The Tim Dillon Show, the one and only Tim Dillon. Tim, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate it. I think you're a nice guy. From the limited amount of uh, interactions we've had, I I think you are a nice guy. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Is that are are you insulting nothing, me? Which is why I can say it. No, it means nothing. So it's so easy to say. It's like when you know people talk about how do we fix the country. You know, everyone says we just got to fund education because it means nothing, and it's just such a nice way to get out of the. So you just say someone's nice. It means nothing. You go, they're nice. Nice. Next, it's a it's a it's a hollow. <laughs> it's it's pretty vapid in terms of uh, a description of someone. Yeah, they're nice. She's nice. She's nice. She's not interesting or smart or hardworking or you know she's nice. It's like saying she's a person. She's yeah. She's she there. exists. Yeah, she's definitely taking up space. She's not gonna murder you. That's nice. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's a very simplistic way to look at it. A nice, a nice person. And would you agree that, you know, nice people, they finish last? I mean, if look at, look at, 
the people who run the world, would any of them be considered nice? Would you describe any of our presidents as nice? Would you describe any of the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies uh, nice? Would would nice be one of the top 50 words you would describe uh, any of those people? Uh, athletes that are, you know, really accomplished in their fields, would would you say nice about them? I don't think so. Listen, of, of all the politicians and billionaires that I'm personal close personal friends with yeah i would say all the ones that i know personally are actually very nice jeff bezos for example we go we play tennis every week (laughs) he's a great dude nice super nice guy um no i would say obama's nice um no i mean and i i don't and i don't (laughs) no i mean i know people that know him obama's a brilliant cerebral contemplative uh driven guy I mean, to yeah. say he's nice would be like this very, uh, I mean, strange um, way to kind of diminish all of the other qualities that kind of make him this really effective and, um, you know, you know, notable human being. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. Nice guys are, are by definition, maybe a little simple, right? I think nice, I think simple. I think nice, yeah. I think simplistic. And I wouldn't yeah. really describe successful people as simplistic. I would describe them as layered. So they have layers. Yeah, that's to fair. Them. Yeah. What about what about in the dating world? You know, do you think people seek out people that have a little bit of an edge? You know, that's what I'm kind of talking about when I when I talk about the bad boy line, right? I'm right. like <laughs> I'm like I feel like I'm nice, but I'm also, you know, I'll I'll be mean, you know? Right. <laughs> if you're into it. Well, I think you know pe- I'm not nice yeah. all the time. I think people want people that are exciting. So I think there's got to be some right. level of excitement. And I think a lot of people that excitement comes from the fact that they maybe are a little edgy or that especially you know women with men there's the whole the, you know, trope but they want the bad boy. I think they just want excitement. I think it just comes down right. to being exciting, right? So, like, if a guy yeah. was perfectly nice and wasn't really a bad boy, but was taking you on and off private jets and yachts, and you could you could do all of the th- like, I don't think they would be like, "Well, I wish he was more of a dick." I think it's the excitement, right? So it's like if if you if you're going to Applebee's with a guy, it's a little exciting maybe that he smokes a joint in his car on the way there. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't need that level of excitement if the person's. You know, if, if they can bring other things to the table, but I, I think nobody wants to, like nobody, and I don't, I don't mean nobody, but I think far less, far fewer people want someone who's boring, right? Nobody wants boring. Yeah, see, like I, you know, I have friends who are nice, right? But they will never, they, you know, they would never smoke a joint in their car. They would never take someone on a private jet because it's like risky and it's too much money. Right. You know what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could see the way people live. I know a lot of people. Uh, that are much, you know, probably more responsible with their money than me or, you know, but who care? I mean, the point, what is the point? You know, the point, what, you know, that's the whole thing. Like this conservative type of, well, I'm never going to spend a dollar and I live modestly and I'm proud of that. And it's like, that falls into the nice guy thing of like, yeah, who cares? It's kind of boring, you know? Yeah. So that's what maybe, that's what being, you know, being a bad boy is not owning a leather jacket and driving a Harley, you know what I'm saying? It was in Classically, that's what it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. 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 And I mean, I would argue actually probably still that's, that's pretty fucking badass. Right. Right. I wish I could pull that shit off. I'm not that much of a bad boy, but a bad boy could just be like, you know, you're, you're taking risks. You're just 
yeah. living life. You're being exciting. Now it's like if you're a bad boy, it's like, ooh, I, you know, I'm going to go burn down the federal courthouse in Portland. You know, like just yeah. a fun, like look at me. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw a Molotov cocktail at, I don't know, Congress. Like look at me go. I'm a bad yeah, boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, keep it fresh. Keep it keep, exciting. Keep it but exciting. But also keep it keep it topical. Yeah, keep it keep it keep it newsworthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that's what I think of when I think of a bad boy is just like a, you know the the quintessential guy that kind of doesn't give a fuck. Uh yeah. that's what uh, a bad boy is. Now I think I think that can be fun up until the point where, you know, that pot boils over and then uh, the woman or the man or whoever's with that person is going like, "Hey, this is not as fun anymore. How do we pay the rent?" Right. Right, yeah, because you can't pay the rent. Yeah, you want a with bad boy. Do you want a bad dad? No, right? <laughs> you don't want a bad dad. Like you want a bad girl, but you don't want a bad girl mom, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to. Be I like, don't know, man. Yeah. Bad dad kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. Bad dad. I would does, wear a shirt that said yeah. that say bad that said bad dad on it. I know it, so many uh, women that I know and men that I know, and there you know so many people I know are pregnant now, and you know I just. I always want to just say, you know, this person is going to be a horrible father, you know, like so bad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, because I don't think it changes. You know, people no, think it'll change as soon as no. you pop the kid out. It's like, oh, I have some revelation where I have a child now, and now I'm all of a sudden good at not, yeah. you know, doing fucking ketamine on Tuesday. Right. It's like, no, you're still that guy. You're still that guy. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I so that that's the thing with the with with, with the nice guy. The nice guy is just kind of uh, a boring guy. And if you're gorgeous, maybe you're gorgeous and you get away with that. What do you seek out in a partner? Um, are you looking for someone nice? Or are you looking for someone exciting? I want someone, in all honesty, to just appreciate that I'm really funny and kind yeah. of look at me like a, it's a very unhealthy dynamic. I want someone that's impressed by what I do and because mm -hmm. I put so much work into it. I want mm -hmm. someone to really uh, appreciate and understand uh, that I'm really funny, which is so un unhealthy. Um, but that's what I <laughs> want. I want someone, I want it, like, if I go out with a, a guy who doesn't like comedy, I'm like, this isn't going to really work because I need someone to really be, you know, hanging on my every word. And like, they want, I want someone impressed that I'm on this show. I want someone yeah. like, oh, you, you did a podcast with Cody Co. That's big. And I'm like, I, who? I'm like, you know, and they're like, he's massive. He's got a trillion, gajillion followers on whatever app. He's on Ding Dong. On TikTok. You know, whatever it on is. Ding Dong. Zip Zop or whatever the kids are on. And he's massive and he's got this merch collection and it, it's uh, smiley faces that all wear sneakers and he's, he's huge. And how do you even know that guy? And I'm like, now you get it. Now you get it. Don't ask me about what I fear. Ask me yeah. how I know Cody Coe or Joe Rogan. That is more important to me. So I'm seeking a very vapid, kind of shallow, insecure, uh, sick person that finds it my small, tiny, insignificant amount of fame is impressive enough to overlook my glaring, uh, you know, other personal issues. Okay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. It's totally. very honest. It's as honest as I could be about That was that. extremely honest. Yeah, I appreciate, yeah, um, I appreciate yeah, the honesty. Sure. I mean, whether they're a bad boy or a bad or good or nice or uh, immaterial. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just want someone to laugh at literally everything you say. Just, uh, or, yeah, and just constantly be like, I just, I just want someone to look at me and go, you've worked so hard. 
I just want people to, I want people to just, just during the day, apropos of nothing, look at me and go, you've worked so goddamn hard. No one I appreciate you. No one understands how hard you've worked. You've worked so hard. Of course, in you fact, haven't nobody been able, works as hard as you. No, of nobody course, nobody works you as hard as you. Work the hardest. Fix your credit or or, or have a, a valid driver's license. You've worked so hard that, of course, you've you've let these things go by the wayside. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Can I also just say I'm I'm like a huge fan. Oh, like, stop! I, I Thank love you. your shit. I appreciate. I love it. your show, man. I appreciate. I really it. do. Um, See, this is what I want in the relate. This is exactly what I want someone to say at dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just coming on to you right now. Yeah, no, I wish I wish we'd met in uh in the des desert, but everybody was COVID paranoid. I get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We were in a house of people. I mean, us yeah. too. Like we've we've just been locked down. Not I get anyone. it. I got, I mean, I have two up until recently. Now I'm like kind of starting to do shows again because I'm like. I mean, I don't know. The rates are falling. I, I mean, things are, you know, life seems to be st- kind of restarting. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It really does seem to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, my how friends. Are those, how, are those out, how are the outdoor shows? Phenomenal. I mean, or like the outdoor tent. Yeah, you're in a tent. It's great. It feels like a comedy club. Like my friends, like Whitney or Spade, and these people are starting to go on the road again. Um, you know, so I'm like kind Rogan and these people, they're like kind of putting their feet out there. So I'm like. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just put a couple of shows on the books and see what happens. That's great, man. Yeah. You might as well. Might as get well. Get working again, you know? Yeah. How has being terrible benefited you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I so can we say this? Like, we're just going on we're just going on about what you want, what you want in a partner, right? Yeah. And, you know, I would say I you know, what you want is a is someone who appreciates you. Yeah. And you don't, but do you necessarily, do you have to appreciate them back or you just want it to be a one-sided I would, thing? No, where it's I'll just appreciate constant. them too. I'll do okay. that. You know, um, how is being terrible helped me? That's a great question. Being yeah. selfish has helped me yes. tremendously in the business okay. that I am in, um, in the business that you are in, you have to work very, very hard on yourself and whatever you are doing. And that, and this is why, and I said it on, on, you know, when I was talking to Rogan, I said like this idea that celebrities are all now activists when they've spent the entirety of their lives focusing on themselves is kind of funny because I know many of these people personally, and I know, you know, what it takes to get good at this. And so I've been very, very selfish for a, a decade. I thought only about myself and my career with Marginal, like every now and then, I'll have another thought, like, "Oh, is uh, does my mom have cancer?" Or, "Oh, is the world on fire?" Oh, is there some war today? But for the, predominantly, it's me and my career and uh, my ticket sales and everything like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I find myself fighting that constantly because it's not something that I want. I I don't want to be a selfish dude all the time. Absolutely. But I I just like I just want to like succeed so bad that I just I find myself in this. Awful loop of just only caring about myself. You have that head of hair where nobody sees a guy with your head of hair and goes, he's thinking about others. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody sees what do you, you mean, the, dude? I just... Nobody sees you at the Grove having a, drinking a latte going, that guy's really concerned with others right now. <laughs> he's not a thought, not a thought about himself. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm on my computer writing my next activist plan. <laughs> oh, good. Because I about yeah. climate change because I do care about the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want, I want, you know, I want my kids to see how sick my hair is. You know, I I agree. And listen, I care about the world too. I just don't care about the world. Do you see the difference? Like I care about it, but I don't care about it 
because yeah. I care about it in like I care I have friends that I care about but I'll never call. That's the way I feel about the world. I care but yeah. I don't call. You know when I'm yeah. laying in bed and I, I put my head on the pillow, I go, God, I hope everything works out with Michael and I go to bed. But I'm never gonna call and go, How are you? <laughs> You know what That's I mean? a great I'm, way of putting it. Yeah, I'm never going to yeah. call and go, uh, do you need anything? I'll be in the area. No, I just yeah. think fondly of them and hope things work out, which is you kind hope of that where other, I am. You hope that other people are taking care of them. Yes, that's the way I feel about the world. Concerned, yeah. not enough to pick up the phone. <laughs> I love it. Because the other thing is it's like, you know, you pick up the phone, they're static, you can't hear the person on the other end. You, halfway through, you go, why did I call? So that's that's what I feel. Getting actively involved is great if you really want to be on the phone all day, every day. I think my value to society is making people laugh. I've keyed in on what that value is. And I don't think that value is uh, telling people uh, endlessly about climate change. I don't know what that will do. Yes, it seems to be an issue. Uh, but again, yeah, things are burning and no one really cares. I don't really care. And I live in uh, L.A. Like I watch yeah. the earth burn. And I don't really care that much yeah. because we're just programmed as human beings. It's just going to end. And however it ends, it ends. But it's like you drive around, you look at the fire. And I know, is this a bad boy thing to do? I don't know. I look at the fire and go, eh. And I keep going. <laughs> I don't go, we need a plan of action. I just go, yeah, this is burning. It's, it's going to burn, right? That's what we're here to do. We're here to kind of burn it all down in one way or the other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bad boys are realists about I think that's what it is. Bad boys are realists. <laughs> we have to, we got to, it's our job to talk about the stuff that really matters, like the TikTok houses and the, you know, Burning Man Zoom calls. I mean, it, 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 those kids are not phased. When the TikTok <laughs> kids are upset, I'll be upset. The hype house is still dancing around on the terrace. So if they're upset, I'll get it. If they're fine, then why should I be upset? That's so true. <laughs> they're younger that's than so me. That's so fucking true. They've got longer to live on the planet than I do. I mean, when the Demilios, yeah, they, got, they have they have more to lose too. They're like on the fucking the top of the world right now. I follow these Everybody Demilio people. They're at Nobu on the, they're eating in the deck in the sushi. It's like, hey, the minute I see them panic, when I go to the Demilio's page and I see just fires of Mordor and they're screaming and running around, I'll go, ooh, this has gotten bad. <laughs> yeah, now I'll now I'll give a now shit. Now I'll care. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Tim and I are going to, to fix this problematic piece of advice in real time. When you think of Trojan brand condoms, what do you think? What's the first thing that pops into your head? Well, hopefully you're thinking about condoms because it's in the name, but also because Trojan has a wide variety of condoms to satisfy every fit and feel. But Trojan is all about pleasure, so you should also think about lubes and vibrators. Now, I know those are cheeky words to say, right? You're probably grinning right now. You're probably snickering in your car saying, I can't believe you just said vibrator. But listen, I'm serious. Trojan has vibes for her, like Ultra Touch and Divine. That makes solo play or foreplay more exciting and vibrating rings for him and her like tandem and two-in-one that can make, well, everything more exciting. But now you're thinking, how can I make this process a little bit more frictionless? Well, Trojan has silicone-based lube with their arouses and releases line and water-based lube with their H2O line. And I mean, you already know, Trojan has 30-plus varieties of condoms, so there's a lot to explore there, too, to find the right fit for you. The next time you're in the condom aisle and grabbing a box of Trojan condoms, make sure to check out Trojan's collection of lubes and vibes to make the pleasure yours. 
So then how do we fix nice guys finish last? What do we... I would just... How, what I would, do we do to that? Yeah, I would amend it and just say nice guys finish, right? <laughs> they just finish. I mean, whether it's last or not, they think like they're going to get it done. I don't know how great it's going to be. I mean, it, it almost sounds worse. Nice guys finish. Like they finish. <laughs> they don't win. They don't win. They finish. Yeah. You finished the marathon. Yeah. You you yeah. did it. You didn't die of heat stroke during the marathon. You finished it. You get a medal. There's a picture on a refrigerator. Oh, yeah, that's when my dad ran the marathon. You know, you talk about it more than anyone else. You bring it up. You try to inject it in a dinner conversation. Remember when I ran the marathon? Yeah, yeah, John ran a marathon. Uh, but, yeah, nice guys finish. <laughs> they're finishers. They're yeah. not winners. They don't, they're not placeholders. They finish. It's also like, yeah, it's like you could you could fuck that guy. He's going to finish for sure. Yeah. He'll get there. Yeah. You might not. There's also this idea in a relationship that you want a relationship with somebody who might leave, right? You want you want to feel like you've gotten something. Everybody wants to feel like they got a deal. So the idea that you're just with this nice guy who can't go anywhere else, can't fuck anyone else, can't find anything else. Uh, I think people want to know that, like, there's excitement. And the ex part of the excitement is that, you know, this thing could uh, you go off the rails. You know, like, you've secured something that other people want. It's exclusivity. It's what, you know, it's the, the best restaurants, the best private schools, the best... You know, clubs, the bet, you know, these lists that everybody wants to get on. It's all about there's a finite amount of space and it's exclusivity. And you're scared of losing it. You're scared of losing something. I think when you're not scared of actively losing your partner, maybe you don't value them as much. You start to devalue them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, nice guys finish. Nice guys finish. Um, nice guys finish. Right. All right, Tim, this is the part of the show called Worst Advice. Um, I want to ask you a question. What's the worst advice you've ever received in your life? Follow your dreams. Really? Worst advice. Why is that? Um, it's the worst advice my generation got um, because it doesn't mean anything. Advice is is that's very vague or general is worse than no advice at all. So when you tell a group of people to... Follow their dreams. You're you're making uh you're you're saying that number one that that person or group of people ha have dreams, okay? Okay. Um, you're saying that those the, you're you're giving the people the benefit of the doubt that they have dreams, that they're um aware of of the the full the totality of what that means to follow a dream. I mean, it's it linguistically, it's in the actual wording of what you're telling people to do. You're saying, follow a dream. It would almost be like telling people, hey, why don't you follow a ghost? You know, if you said, <laughs> go and follow a spirit, people would go, that's insane. I'm not doing that. But instead, follow your dreams is like a celebrated thing that we tell children, follow your dreams. Um, and and a, and for most people, a dream is a dream, and it should stay a dream. And for the for the people that choose to make a dream a reality, um, it is never a linear path to get there. And I tend to think none of the people that end up pursuing what they want to pursue in life need to be told to do it. I, I know people will disagree with me there, and I know people go to the Academy Awards and they give these speeches and they go, "I just want to thank my fifth grade teacher." who told me that I was really good in the school production of Annie, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, because Mrs. Miller in fifth grade said, you're a star, and I always remember that. That's None of that is it true. None of that is true. Right. Uh, none of that kept you going right. 
through the, the, the pitfalls of what this business is. Um, and I think what, what follow your dreams does for a lot of people is it makes them, uh, have irrational expectations and they start making demands of the world. And, uh, they, a lot of times become bitter, angry, and resentful, uh, uh, for no reason. And, um, you know, I, so I think that as a piece of advice, not only to me, but given more broadly to my entire generation, that all the fulfillment in life you have to get is to be, is work, you know, be a boss, be a girl boss, like be a boss <laughs> and own your own thing. And Gary V's telling everyone to hustle and grind and be your own boss. You know, all of this advice, all this kind of horse shit, be, be an entrepreneur is, is truly, truly bad advice. The people that are going to do that don't really need that advice, but the guys giving that advice make a lot of money off people that are, uh, you know, completely incapable of being their own boss, have none of those skills, but think if they listen to a tape or read a book, that changes. It does not change. Yeah. It should be something like follow your hobbies or like follow your interests. Or well, just it should be what the, the, yeah, the conversation is, what do you want out of life? And if you go, I want to be happy, then the first thing is, will you get out of the follow your dreams line? Right. Right. Like the, there should be two lines. And it goes, I want to follow my dreams. Great. I want to be happy. Let's take the happy people. Let's move them into this section. Right. Um, who they just want to be happy. And let's take the follow your dreams people and then ask them, do you mind if your dreams destroy your life? And if they go, yeah, I kind of mind that, then go, well, you know, follow them at your own risk. Because I know many people whose dreams have completely destroyed their life. What about people who have achieved their dreams? Do you think they're happy? No. Yeah, I don't think so, because it just, you know, it's a moving goalpost. It's like None of them that I've met, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, happy is a weird word, right? They're kind of happy. There's a happiness. They're, they're fulfilled momentarily. Um, I think this idea of choice is this, we fetishize the idea of choice. Everybody's got a choice. I choose, you choose. What do you want? Um a lot of times I don't know that you're going to choose the person you're going to be. If you're a highly driven human being that is just going to be fulfilled in the arena of work, that is who you're going to be. But there are other, like my friend did not choose to be a volunteer fireman who works occasionally and sits in his backyard and drinks beer and just loves that life. I don't know if he chose that. That's who he's wired to be. I'm wired to be the type of person that I am. And I think there are certain choices you can make, but this idea that you can just wholesale design yourself is this very American, uh, very modern idea that I, I'm designing myself and I'm going to pick out certain things. And, 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 and to an extent, you could yeah. do that a little bit, yeah. but we're wired to be certain things. There's great deal makers. There's great lovers. There's performers. There's businessmen. There are spies. There are people. There's that bad can, boys. There's bad boys. There's nice yes, guys. Yes, baby. There's nice guys. Yeah. So I think that's what what a lot of it is, yeah. It's funny, like you know, funny you watch a YouTube entrepreneur tutorial or, or you watch a podcast, and the first piece of advice they give you is wake up at five thirty a.m. every right. day. Or this idea and you're that like, you that's can, not like, going to change shit for eighty percent of people who are I not even wired to yeah. wake up that early. This idea that you can like this being an Olympic athlete is like a choice. It's like there's choices you make along the way, but I'm pretty sure that you've displayed some talent at a very early age towards athletics. It's very rare that 
someone who's, I don't know, 17 and has never done anything athletic will then go, I'm going to be in the Olympics. It's like, no, there's athletes. You can see these little freak kids with, uh, you know, eight packs when they're like six and they're just little monsters and they get really, really good at a sport. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that. So for what would you, what would you, what would you uh, revise it to follow? Get don't o- follow get your away dream. from Fo- me. If I had to give kids advice, (laughs) if I was a principal of a school, I'd go, hey, get away from me. (laughs) I think that's so much of a better line of advice and follow your dreams. I just go, just get (laughs) away from me. And in the away, they're going to find out what they should be doing. Get out of here. Just go try. Just do. Stop staring at a guidance counselor poster where it's an eagle and it says (laughs) sore. What is that? Just go. Get away. Get off these school grounds. Go live a life. I'd love to see someone quote that or like name that as their motivation in their best actor speech. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was the poster. It was the sore poster. Well, I saw that. If the best and I actor knew. speeches were honest, they would get up and they would go, I've never felt like a human being, and thank God <laughs> I'm not one now. My only goal in life has to yeah. be has been to fuck as much as I can. Yeah, and I've, go, done I've never that. felt like a human being, and thank God I have this big house in Malibu and all these guards and gates and money, and thank God I don't feel like one now. Here's to not being human and everybody claps. And that's the speech. And also get away from me. Yeah, and get away from me. Right. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right, Tim, lightning round. I'm going to name two people of note and you have to tell me who you'd rather take advice from. Uh, in In this scenario, you have to take advice from one of them and explain to me why you're choosing one or the other. Okay? Great. All right, 6 9 or Betty White? Betty White. Why? Not a pedophile. <laughs> okay, that's easy. Kanye West or Cardi B? Kanye West. More talent. Uh, okay. Uh, the cast of The Office or the cast of Breaking Bad? Cast of Breaking Bad. Better show. Bill Gates or one of the stars of Teen Mom? T- uh, one of the stars of Teen Mom. Why? Um, they're not going to vaccinate me against my will. <laughs> okay. Lauren Gray or Neil deGrasse Tyson? Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know. Lauren Gray is pretty good at dancing on tiktok she's very good but i just i'm curious about space i don't know much about it i feel like i would (laughs) have more more questions for him all right perfect and finally gary Busey or uh, a mentally ill child that stabbed their friend to appease the slender man it would be the same advice (laughs) so it's either or okay perfect yeah before we wrap up today, uh, we like to ask our guests one final question. We've already talked about the worst advice you've received, but what is the worst advice you've ever given? Um, the worst advice I've ever given, that's very, very interesting because as you can imagine, so many, I mean, to ask me for advice is, that's you're already crazy. But um, <laughs> imagine the person being like, hey, what do you, th- I need a pep talk. What do you think? Uh, but I would say- the worst advice I've ever given um, is, you know, when other comedians say to me, like, well, how do I do it? And I just go, just be funny, which is not the case. You know, I'm like, <laughs> just be funny. And the real advice is like, just be. Un- what is the case? Yeah. The, the real advice is like, just be uncompromising in your pursuit of, 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 of getting your name out there and, and, and succeeding at this. And, and, and being funny is a huge part of that. But just being funny and waiting or hoping that someone's going to notice or care is is not at all what the game is. The game is, 
you know, to just be really 100% devoted to making people care that you're funny or making people care that whatever talent you bring to the, I think that the worst advice that I've given, and we just give it cause it's easy, right? It's easy. Just, just be funny, man. Just be funny. Just go there. But that's not really what, that's not really the advice. The advice is like, you know, just be unwilling to fucking lose in that arena. Like be unwilling to not, you know, put yourself out there constantly all the time. And that's the advice you don't want to give to people because we all want to just believe that the talent rules the day or that being funny is the most important thing. There's a, there's a nice, um, you know, kind of comforting thought there, but it's not accurate. It's not realistic. So, you know, the, the worst advice. Kind of the I, same as follow yeah. your dreams. Same kind of the same thing. sort of yeah, just fluff. Funny. Like, just be funny. Just follow your dreams. Yeah. It's kind of out of your power, out of your shit, but like, just, just, you yeah, know, I try. Mean, the better advice is like blackmail the CEO of Fox. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, set up a honeypot operation and get a few executives. I mean, I don't know. Just be funny. A lot of <laughs> Fuck people. Fuck your way to the top, too. There's a lot of people. Hey, you know, on use it. everything yes, you yes. can. I've told so many of my friends to become prostitutes. And I believe it's a good thing to do. Truly. <laughs> truly. I truly believe it's a great... Like, if I was a young man or woman with a great body, I would be in an estate in Bel Air right now, bare ass. Why not? That's my studying abroad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that might be the worst advice, but... It is... It, it's probably... Not, it's ve It's not good advice when I give it to people at dinner in front of their significant others. <laughs> it's, it's a little awkward. <laughs> You know, uh, I want to thank you, Tim Dillon, for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, I think, you know, I made a pretty compelling case for why bad boys are completely underrated. But honestly, uh, you know, it sounds like being a total piece of shit is working out great for you. So, yes, <laughs> you know, I don't really know what to think anymore. You know, yes. Well, I, I think neither one of us made that case or the, even the case against it. But I think that if people leave this they'll they'll understand that there's there's good and bad there's good and being yeah. bad that's what it's all about yeah yes there's good and yes. being bad that's what we've learned today yes you want to plug anything yeah i mean tim dylan show on uh, all the podcast platforms and on youtube and whatever and tim j dylan on uh, all the social media i appreciate it man seriously thank, thank you, you so much for, for coming thank you on. for I'm having a huge me. fan of you no thank and, you and uh this was awesome yeah, oh please thanks, anytime dude. thanks so much all right guys thanks for listening The Pleasure is Ours is a production of iHeartRadio and Trojan Brand hosted by me, Cody Ko. The podcast is executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced and written by Jonathan Grimm, written by Dave Adute, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. Our theme song was composed by me, Cody Ko, with additional music by Brad Kemp at Second Bedroom Studio. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed The Pleasure is Ours, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, baby. Thanks again for tuning in to The Pleasure is Ours, presented by Trojan Brand Condoms. That's a wrap for our episode, and also, you should be wrapping it up in the bedroom. I'm talking, of course, about your penis. You know, when you're out there doing your thing, you gotta be safe, and you gotta get a condom that works for you. If you ever hear a guy complaining about condoms, it's likely because he's been uncomfortable using the wrong fit. He probably doesn't even know that Trojan has over 30 different size and shape varieties to solve all condom fit issues. 
So pick up a box of Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and maybe even a second box that you've been wanting to try out. Look at you, you fucking sex lord. Go for it, buddy. See you next time.